As some of you know from my Twitter feed and Facebook, I belong to a business networking group called Four Networking. One of the things it prides itself on is the fact that it's 50% social and 50% a business. And it's, a, it's you know, I've found it a great way to increase my uh, in real life networking to supplement my online networking. Uh, one of the beautiful things about the four networking group is just the fact that they're all over the UK and you can go for breakfast, lunch or dinner. So there's meetings at different times of the day to kind of suit at your, you know, how you're doing your business or, or what your schedule in your day is like. Now, today I was in Stratford. They do a Stratford breakfast there and Mike Pagan was the uh, featured speaker for the event and each each one of the networking meetings will have uh, uh, in the in the middle in the middle sort of pivot point is a, a guest speaker uh, that will present a valuable piece of information or something topical uh, information presentation for the group and every time I hear Mike speak I'm always think to myself that this guy needs to be out in front of everybody I think he's one of the most underrated uh, speakers in the UK whenever you know again I just hear him speak and I think man you know you need to be in front of large audience large audience so um, you know this is my plug for Mike really because I think you know more people should get an opportunity to to hear Mike speak so hop over to his, his website at uh, Mike Pagan Com. I'll leave the links and things uh, in the show notes so that you can uh, click on and, and uh, go listen to and see some of the things that Mike is up to. So I got permission from Mike to record his presentation today, and that's what I'm going to bring you here in just a second. Now, bear in mind that it is a, a breakfast meeting, so you're going to hear the normal sounds that you'd hear in the restaurant and the uh, traffic that's outside as well. But the audio came across really well and Mike's message is powerful message as well so I think after you listen to this you'll you'll definitely be thinking wow okay I want to know more I want to know more more about this guy and what he has to offer so without further ado Mr. Mike Pagan okay today for this foresight uh, I'm doing something slightly different because the challenge is about success uh, that's, that's the title for today, but the word success means something to everybody, uh, and it means very, very different things to everybody else. The challenge I've found is understanding what success really looks like for you. Some of you I know um, know exactly what it is, but as things happen in our lives, there are reasons why we change our goals. There are reasons why we change our focus. Um, now, this particular chap was mentioned earlier by Sam. Uh, I've had the privilege over the last few months of working with Stephen, um, who uh, sadly passed away on Wednesday. And I was introduced to him through a client who used him at one of his events. And I loved the story. I thought, wow, we need to help this guy get his voice out there. We need to help him uh, make an impact. And uh, just before he took a downturn in the last month, uh, we did an interview together with another chap, and it was all on no more procrastination. Now, for those of you who know, I, my whole being and my whole challenge is on productivity and helping people perform more, get more from less. That's what I do. So I'm there on, a, on an interview, as a three-way interview, uh, and I'm talking to a 19-year-old man who's got limited time available 
and I'm talking about no more. You've got to get up. You've got to get on with things and so on. You've got to make things happen. And just his words were so powerful because, as we now know, he very he did have limited time. We knew that. But when he turned around and said, "I don't have material goals. I don't have focus on any of those things out there. My whole goal is." How can I help more? How can I do more with the time I've got available? And it was so profound because I know full well, and I'm not going to point fingers at you or anything like that or ask you to stick your hands up, but I know full well that there's a whole load of you in the room have mixed goals. Some of them are totally materialistic. Some of them are totally spiritual. Others are very giving and everything in between. So whether it is the Maserati that you want that's a goal to have because it's a definition of success for some of you versus I want to put a million pounds into a charity or 3.75 as Stevens was at this morning when I checked it. We all have these different things. So when you look at those, those goals and those challenges that you've all got in place, they will change as your life changes. But your core values should remain relatively consistent. And this is one of the things I've found, and this is on my personal journey, that understanding my core values has always been a challenge. Because we say, well, well, this is what I stand for, this is what I like. And then you sort of, uh, there's a number of people I've worked with, um, Clay knows David as well, my business partner, he talks about purpose. I do, uh, another colleague I work with is a lady called Joanne Simpson, and she does a whole load on core values. And you're there, and, and straight away you just come up with these all right, what, what are your core values? What, to, what triggers off your head when you do this? And some of you will be challenged by this question. So I'm going to ask you, on a piece of paper, to create two columns. On the, do it on the, on the mats. It's, it's fine. Just, just scribble down a few bits. So on one side, one, so you're going to have two sides of the page. One side, I just want you to write down core values. And I'd like you to just write down anything that comes to mind that you believe are your core values. Some of you, this will flow because you know it. Others of you will be thinking, I haven't got a Scooby. Don't worry, there's no right or wrong answers here. It's just provoking and challenging. Now, on the other side of the page, you title that Insecurities. Just the one page, then. <laughs> <laughs> and again, just write down some key things that spring into your mind there. Remember, there's no right or wrong answers here. 
This is just to provoke thought. And don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to read them out. I'll be booking a session with Carol if I do. <laughs> this was the market research you wanted, wasn't it? Obviously, you can spend a lot of time on this, and I'm just giving you the, the thinking at the moment. Um, if, you, if you want, I can give you a link to David Heiner's um, details on purpose, and there's a whole uh, audio he does on this that you, you can get hold of. Uh, the, the point of what you're looking at there is there will be certain elements you've got as core values, and the question is, are they really core values? For example, the one that uh, is used is punctuality. Um, sometimes people think, well, I must be on time for everything. Now, I was brought up by an ex-military father. Um, the story goes, when he first met my in-laws, he turned up, um, and I said to my brother-in-law, before, well, he was, wasn't brother-in-law in those days, and I said, um, my parents will turn up at 25 past 12, they will pull onto the end of the driveway, they will wait and then at 28 minutes past 12, they will then drive up. So they pull up outside the front of the house at 12.30 on the dot. And he turned around and said, dang, that's okay. That's okay. 25 past 12, go and look out the window. On pulled this blue rover, good old British. <laughs> blue rover, straight onto the end of the driveway, sat, waited three minutes, drove up, pulled up, doorbell, 12.30 on the button. Now, do I have a core value of wanting to be on time for everything, or do I have an insecurity of not letting people down or not being known for being late? This is the question. Some of the times our insecurities are actually our core values. Some of the things we hate about what we do, if you actually analyse them and look into them more deeply, they are actually the core values that really excite you, that really get you going. Understand what your core values are and you'll understand what your definition of success is. Because you're changing it around. We all spend loads of time fighting to get away from fear of failure, fear of not being loved, fear of, uh, of, fear of success even. We're always trying to, we're, we're, we're pushing. But when we actually let things come to us, does it feel easy? Somebody asks you a question, well, you, you do that and it looks so comfortable, it looks so natural. You say, well, no, you're churning on the inside or something's not quite working. But when it feels natural and easy, you, it, there's, there's no sweat for you because it's part of you. Because it's really simple. I don't like doing numbers, Sam. I really don't. Yeah? It doesn't come naturally to me. I can do it, but it doesn't come naturally. So there's certain things in my life, in my work, in my, my job, just over broke, uh, that's not how it's meant to be, that I outsource because it's not my skill. So some of you will have the definition of success is, 
I can outsource every single thing and I only have to work three times a week for three hours because I can play golf the rest of it. Yeah, this afternoon I hope you take some sunblock. We all need to understand that. So for me, I did worked all of these out. My five core values, after lots of work, were fun. Yeah, I like to have fun. Smiling. Now, smiling, I didn't think was quite, was, was quite right, but actually, that's all to do with the energy of other people around me. I wanted to smile. I wanted how it works. Adventure. Now, adventure, what does that mean? People say to me, well, I say, Mike, there's three parts to your business. I've got my speaking world, I've got the workshops, and I've got my coaching. They say, well, which one do you like the best? I said, well, I don't know, really. What do you mean you don't know? They said, well, okay, one day you're on a big stage, you get a real adrenaline kick and all that going on. Next minute you're in, a, in your front room doing some one-to-one coaching with somebody on getting them to perform. Which I, I like all three because each feed off each other. Which means every single thing I do in my work is an adventure. Which means it's fun. Which feeds, which makes me smile. Which makes it very powerful. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Energy is one of mine. Now, if, if Those of you who've heard me foresight before or, or know me uh, separate to 4M know that I do a few weird challenges and things like that. So the idea of being able to get up with energy and uh, excitement and buzz and doing things, well, that becomes an adventure then, doesn't it? I have started swimming on a Sunday morning at Ragley Hall already this year. Last Sunday morning, it was freezing. It was driving rain and wind, and I was going out in a little wetsuit and jumping in a lake at half past seven in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shuffle across a bit, the sun's off you. <laughs> but when I, when I finished that uh, swim, the energy that was just flowing through my body. Okay, my arms were tired. I'd pushed it. For the next two days, I'd pushed it. Uh, it was very tough. But my energy was just firing. So it was totally in line with my core values. As weird as it makes it sound to those of you who think that idea is totally abhorrent, that's, that, that's, that, that's what makes me different. But for me, that was success. I'd got up and done it. This week, I've got this, we've signed the contract, and it goes in the post today for the Channel Swim next year. Completely stupid. Yeah? But six of us doing it. It's a relay, so I'm not doing it on my own. But it's one of those things. I, I've always said I would never get a tattoo unless I was in the Olympics or swam the Channel or something like that. So no, I'm not planning to get a tattoo next year. Unless we come up with a really good logo, then I might be tempted, but I'm not planning it. Um, and it's one of those things that going back to Stephen, where I started from. He did the, the, the he had two tattoos done. Um, one of his things on his bucket list was to meet somebody with more scars than him. Uh, now that's for somebody who's been seriously operated on. But he's, that's in his mind's eye of I want to see somebody. I want to remind myself that there's somebody else worse off than me. It's his reverse psychology. One of his tattoos he had done, he had a big scar across his stomach there. And he, he you know the, uh, the, the cut here? He had a pair of scissors with a little dashed line that was done down the scar. 
And then the other one he had done, which is just completely teenagerish, but very, very funny. And I think if he'd lived longer, he'd have had a laugh every year. You know the troll dolls? The old troll dolls? He had, he had his armpit shaved, and the troll doll there, so his armpit hair became the hair of the troll doll. <laughs> so if you could just see a 60-year-old man still making people laugh. <laughs> that, can't you? Yeah, it's just sort of perfect. So, I don't know. If we come up with something creative enough, I'm, I might. So the, the title of this foresight for you was Success. How, how to find success, how to understand success. I don't believe you can understand what success will look like, smell like, or feel like to you unless you understand your core values and your purpose. Without core values and purpose, then you're just striving for, okay, I want 100K. I want 250K. I want a, I want a big bog-off car. Uh, I want a big house. I want a cuddly toy conveyor belt. I want to be on the generation game and get everything off the conveyor belt. Yeah, all of that. I, I, that. That's all materialistic. Um, you, you can have it one day and lose it the next day. It's, it, it makes no difference. That's, that's not what happens. What we need to understand is the core values, which then gives us our purpose. If we know what our purpose is, then success could have a totally different structure to it. The definition of success for each one of you could be so different because now it's actually, I want to do this. And it doesn't have to be philanthropic. I'm not saying that we all have to suddenly turn into... Uh, charitable doers, uh, giving money and doing whatever. That, that's, that's not the point because definition of success, or one of my definitions of success is I have three children. They are all still alive and they seem to be quite sound in places. Yeah. The, the joke I used to use when the, when the kids were little, uh, when anybody had their, sort of, their, their children, you turn around and uh, it's a uh, first baby, what do you do? You change its nappy every 20 minutes because you're paranoid. And then it's sort of, I had a little girl, and it's called, what's going on? Got confused. Every 20 minutes you're changing the nappy because you're just absolutely paranoid. Second baby, every couple of hours when you remember. Yeah. Third baby, can you change him, please, Daddy? He stinks. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so despite my parenting, I still have three children um, and, they're and they're doing quite well in many different ways. But that's, that's a definition of success for me, is how you bring up children for me. Now for some of you who don't have children, some of you who've got rid of your children, your goals now change. Yeah. Well, sometimes we sell them. You, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing what you can do on eBay or Gumtree nowadays. <laughs> Uh, metaphorically speaking, when they have flown the nest, mm -hmm. you could say you've got rid of them. <laughs> yeah. So really understand. So I, I can't give you your answer to what success looks like. Categorically. I cannot give you that. You have to find that yourselves. And some of you are clearer to that than others. I understand that. And some of you are thinking this is complete nonsense today, but actually it triggered a thought there. Good. If it triggered one thought, then it was worth you listening to me for 10 minutes or so. Go away from here. Think about what real success feels like, looks like, smells like for you. And if you haven't got clarity on that, then I'd go back to basics and start with the, the core values. What gets you excited? If it doesn't fit with those core values, they say you shouldn't be doing it. So work on the core values because that will help you find your success. Thank you very much. Thank you.
Thank you.